Hi everyone, <laughs> welcome to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling weird today. I'm Murrin Kennedy. I'm Jessa Lowe. Hi Jessa, how's it going? It's going real good. How about you, brah? I'm <laughs> pretty good, brah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're uh, we're hitting Point Break. We're hitting hitting the waves in Point Break. We're hitting minute two now. Uh, tell us about minute two. Yeah, so minute two begins with someone, um, most likely someone supposed to be Patrick Swayze, um, paddling out into the waves, uh, and then ending with a shot of Keanu Reeves doing his gun training um, with the credit of producer Rick King. Indeed. We were talking about whether uh, the person surfing uh, is supposed to be Patrick Swayze. I think we agreed it, it is supposed to be Patrick Swayze, although it probably isn't because you can't really see his face that well and uh, they wouldn't pay Patrick Swayze to just go out and surf when they could get anyone to do it. So I think that, but I think it's supposed to be him to, to um, show the contrast between him and uh, between Patrick and Keanu as the sort of yin and yang in this mm -hmm. movie. So, yeah, we you, uh, go ahead. Oh, you were saying something also interesting in that, um, I mean, they do a pretty good job contrasting the two. I mean, visually, you can see that in the shots of what's supposed to be Patrick Swayze and probably his crew um, surfing, you've got these nice bright colors, the pretty slow motion, you've got this nice trumpet music playing. Mm -hmm. And then when it switches over to Keanu, it's these shots of, I mean, it's super gray, super rainy. This yeah. drum comes in. That's all yeah. like you know, formal sounding yeah, very snare drum, military snare drum, and the rain is crazy intense. Ridiculous. It's it's clearly. I mean, they. I know in movies they use they generally use rain machines because even if it's actually raining, uh, you can't really see it that well uh, unless it's a super heavy rain. And I, I imagine they must have been using a rain machine because it is just. Like buckets, Ridiculous. it's buckets pouring down on Keanu, and with his yeah. uh, with his tight T-shirt just like stuck it's to his, his by the body, minute. yeah, <laughs> just perfectly form fitting, just yeah. like a just like a wetsuit, actually. Oh. There you go. They're both wearing wetsuits. One is a <laughs> one is a wetsuit, and one is a suit that's wet. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> there you go. That's it's so so profound. I know. Very, very profound. So yeah, we see we see Keanu doing his training, and he is he's leaning against a car, and he's uh, sitting on the roof of a car, and that is crazy because he, so he's doing this military, not military, but FBI training. He's either in um, Langley, Virginia, at Quantico, doing training, or he's at. Um, like a, uh, what's it called? A, a police training academy somewhere in California doing this. Yeah, and we'll find and... out, we may find out later whether he transferred to uh, the LA area or if he was already there. Yes, yeah. I think, I we think. were thinking that given the fact that it's so rainy, that looks... he's probably somewhere else. Yeah, and I remember it, I, I thought it was interesting that either either these have to be taking place at the same time and it, if they're taking place at the same time these two scenes the surfing and uh, Keanu training 
they have to be taking place in different areas because it's not raining totally. when he's surfing. Or they're taking place in a similar location, both in the L.A. area, but at different times. So take take one of those, I guess. Yeah. To me, it but looks like... Okay, go ahead. Oh, so what I thought was... what You know, what I was going to say about the whole sitting on the car thing is if he is training, either that car is some sort of prop in the training... See, to me, it looks or... like he's sitting on the trunk or the hood. The hood. Yeah, but that's still, that's still, you know, yeah. But is that either somebody parked their car super close to where they're training, which is unlikely, or that they, ha- like, have this prop car that he's just sitting on and, like, I don't know, back turned to the trainer? I don't know. Yeah, and he's getting ready to go, whatever it is. And we don't really see the car later in the sequence. Like, it's no. not... You so. see, like, a bunch of different types of things for him to hide behind. Like, there's this weird half wall of brick. And then, like, you know, a second later, he's, like, rolling behind a log. And a lot of times in these training scenarios... Um, for police officers or FBI officers, you would be like either in a fake town, which is what they have in um, Quantico, yeah, or you would be in this like plywood room kind of situation where you would be like pretend going through a building or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of weird that they would have like a million different little props so you could like practice hiding behind different things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The scene, the scene. We we can get into that a little more. Uh, the the scene uh, of him, his training, looks a little bit thrown together, if you really yeah. look at it. Um, and I think, uh, as we'll see in a, a little bit later in the minute, uh, this the shot, the shots of him shooting, I think are a, a different shoot than the shoot of the targets being hit, because you do see a shooter hitting the targets but you can't tell if it's him oh really i think that let me look at that again (laughs) uh yeah it looks it looks like a different and you can also see uh it looks like it's raining when you see keanu's face but then it is not raining as hard when you don't oh good eye i wouldn't just going over that again yeah 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 i'm gonna stand by that although yeah it does look like him there Eh, maybe i'm wrong Anyway, uh, doesn't he do all his own stunts and stuff? So like, he does a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, but it could be it could have been a pickup shot. It does look like him though. I'm gonna take that back. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as we see uh, Keanu appear on the screen, we uh, and he's chewing gum too. He sticks a a stick of gum in his mouth. Yeah. Just as he's getting ready to to take his turn with his shotgun. Yeah, he looks. This is such a baffling little sequence to me. Um, So I went to Citizens Police Academy um, and 
that's not the type of stuff that they would allow. They wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't be just chewing a piece of gum. Like there there are some strict requirements going on. And he takes whatever this gun is. I should have known what type of gun it was. Some sort of shotgun, didn't we agree yeah, on? Yeah, it's a shotgun. I don't know anything about guns besides that. Me either. But I I should have known from the um, classes I took. But he, sh- like, he cocks it with one arm. Yeah. And then just looks so goddamn proud of himself. Yeah. Like He's, he's definitely like, doing, like... The- there, he might as well be walking away from an explosion in slow motion. Like he's exactly. he's in training and he's already playing the role of like the badass. Yeah, and this is all in slow motion as well as we should have. Oh yeah. This is this whole sequence of his training until he. I think the the target hitting is maybe a little bit sped up, but uh, yeah. He it's raining. His shirt is wet, stuck to his pecs, and uh, he sticks, he's chewing his gum. He cocks his shotgun with one hand. So, but. <laughs> Cocks very, his eyebrow. Yeah, he cocks his eyebrow a little bit, he, and uh, and he he kind of respond. It's kind of in response to the um the leader of the training who blows a whistle, and he kind of gives looks like he gives him a look, like yeah, whatever, old man, I'm gonna do this my way, kind of like yeah, he's gonna yeah. He's definitely the, the cocky rookie character. He doesn't play by anyone's rules. No. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Who's the first actor we see in this sequence? What's the first name that pops well, up? That is none other than Gary Busey. Scary, Scary Gary. Gary. Scary Gary. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Gary Busey. I uh, I know from from this mostly. Uh, I've also seen him in. Uh, you've seen it. You saw the uh, the Buddy Holly movie, right? Oh, oh yeah, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I went through a Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly phase, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, and then I know him from Celebrity Rehab because I'm just that type of person who would watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an interesting character. I'm looking at his filmography here. Uh, he was also, uh, a few years before Buddy Holly, he was in A Star is Born with uh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. I, oh. I, I think I've seen the original version of that. I don't think I've seen... The Streisand version. I don't think I know what that is. Oh yeah, it, the original is with um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, with, Judy Garland. Du- Judy Garland and um, and James Mason, and uh, yeah, it's a story of like a, a sort of Hollywood story of uh, you know, um, Judy Garland is a young actor and then she you know she has her big break and then she has her breakdown and then james mason is sort of he kind of discovers her and then they have a love affair at one point but that is a very dramatic kind of uh there's drugs involved i mean it's kind of the gary Busey story let's be honest yeah i don't know what role he played in the remake but yeah definitely definitely fits in there although he would have been young um you know but i mean it's like he broke out with a buddy holly story one could say that that was his big break, and then he gets in like you know motorcycle accident. Doesn't isn't that what he thought? Maybe he got in a motorcycle accident. Something like that, yeah. And, and then turns to barbiturates, and eventually is addicted to cocaine, and at his lowest point, snorts cocaine off of a dog, which I learned from celebrity <laughs> rehab. A dog. And then, um, yeah. So, you know, from his big break to his breakdown. Yeah. 
And it's I also, kind of prophetic. I just remembered uh, reading this. He remember those ads where it was for uh, he was for Amazon Fire TV. Yes. Yeah. He's kind of just being as weird as possible. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, no- so then what's what? He was nominated for uh, best actor for Buddy Holly. Yeah, I'm not that. surprised. Yeah. I mean, so he is an yeah. a- Academy Award nominee. Yeah. Um, but that was that was early on. Uh, so yeah, I, I know him. I um, I also know him from Under Siege, starring Steven Seagal, okay. where he plays uh, one of the villains along with Tommy Lee Jones. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good that's a good Steven Seagal movie. It's probably the best Steven Seagal movie of the few that I've seen. And also from Drop Zone with uh, Wesley yeah. Snipes, which is kind of a spiritual sequel to Point Break in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, or uh, it's basically Point Break, except it's all skydiving, and yeah. uh, uh, Gary Busey is kind of the the Patrick Swayze character. He's the main antagonist. Not yeah. not sim- you know he's not like a surfer dude. He's like he's Gary Busey, but he's the he's the leader of the 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 bad guys. The bad guys, yeah. And Wesley Snipes has is the Keanu character, and he uh, he has to infiltrate the gang and learn how to skydive despite his fear of of heights. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, a, it's man. a pretty good movie. We should do a uh, drop zone minute coming up next. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then what's the next uh next credit we see? Next credit we see is Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Lori Petty Tank Girl. Um Now, you were saying that you thought Gary Busey and Lori Petty were in a similar category of acting. Yeah, I I think of them both as uh like acting only, not like lifestyle. I don't know. I mean, I imagine Lori Petty's life is a little bit less coked out than Gary Busey's. Well, I hope I hope at least. Um, but uh, they they both stand out. They're very distinctive looking and sounding and acting. Like they, uh, um, I always you know you know it's them right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and uh. I was thinking about Lori Petty and how uh, she, yeah, she's just so different um, from a lot of, you know, you see, uh, you know, the, the sort of actress type that you see in a lot of movies, you know, they tend to kind of all be pretty in a similar way. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is hyperbole, of course, there's plenty of very, yeah, I'm sticking my foot in my mouth now, but she, she's a, just a different type and uh, it's nice to see that. Um She's a spunky little firecracker. She's a spunky little firecracker, indeed. Um, and she's yeah, she's always a little weird. Like she doesn't, yeah. Uh, you know, it seems like she uh, she makes her acting choices are not the acting choices most people would make. I feel like it's just a little bit off. That's how I would, I would but, describe her. You know, she always plays characters that are a little bit off. Yeah, and I think that's like, be, you know that happens because. She's that's what she brings, yeah. and, and I would say that's the same. I would say the same of of Gary Busey. Just yeah. always a little I bit off. I... Whether whether or not he is actually legitimately crazy, which is you know it seems like he is now, but I don't know how he was doing back in ninety one. But even in this movie, he he does come off as unhinged. Yes. Yeah, I'm as we'll as we'll go on in later minutes. I'm concerned for the scenes he shares with Keanu Reeves 
I am concerned for Keanu Reeves' well-being that Gary Busey is doing batshit crazy stuff, and then that's that might not be in the script. Yeah, and then Keanu there's, Reeves. There's one line, to... one line in particular that I'm thinking of, which we'll get to. That does not seem like it would have been written in the script, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what's the next name you see? Next name we see is James Lagrosse. Who, who is, is uh, sort of Patrick Swayze's number two. Um, he plays Roach. Uh, Roach. I was thinking about these guys. We'll get to the, the next two after this. Uh, John Philbin and Bo Jesse Christopher, along with James LaGrosse, play uh, the ex-presidents, which is Patrick, mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze's uh, gang of bank-robbing surfers. Um, and uh, they remind me a lot. I don't know how familiar you are with Back to the Future. Uh, not very yeah but... it's, it's one of my favorite movies i would say the first one i grew up with it um yeah they, they remind me a little bit of uh biff's gang because they uh you can look up those guys um they they all have kind of weird names um <laughs> yeah and there you know there's four of them and uh they kind of fill a similar space for me as those as the guys in uh as in back to the future in a lot of those movies, like, I mean, come to think of it, in Rebel Without a Cause, all of James Dean's nemesises um, have crazy weird names, too. They're like Moose, Goon, Ducky, like, things like that. Uh-huh. So, it's kind of like... It's a, it's I mean, a gang they thing. they are a gang, and it's like gang names. I was just reading an article about MS-13, and, like, they were profiling a couple gang members, and they had names like... Lil Angel and uh-huh. like Baby Man and stuff. Yeah, I just looked it up. the The names of the the gang in Back to the Future are uh, Match, Skinhead, and 3D. Well, Skinhead is a terrifying name. Yeah, and then Match, I, mean, I can only assume, is an arsonist. I'm sure they they addressed this on Back to the Future Minute, but I mean, is his name Skinhead because he's a skinhead, or is it just because do they not know? I mean, it's in 1955, so. I don't know if skinheads were a thing then. Like, I mean, there were there were Nazis, but were there were they known as skinheads? Were neo Nazis known as skinheads in 1955? Anyway, that's Back to yeah. the Future. Um, but yeah, we got uh, James Lagrosse um, as Roach. So um, what's James Lagrosse the Roach? Um, James the Roach Lagrosse. No. Yeah. What's um, what's he? Uh famous for he's actually done a couple other things i don't think i've seen any of these but he was in solar babies uh which to me sounds like a sequel to like you know baby geniuses or something that's not quite it uh it is a post-apocalyptic movie from 1986 where uh most of the earth's water has been controlled um and they're uh they're a group of orphans that play a sport which is a hybrid of lacrosse and roller hockey. Um, Weird. Yeah. Also and featuring... Is, so they're, they're babies. I think they're young people. I don't know if they're literally babies. Because, uh, I mean, it features Jason Patrick, Jamie Gertz, uh, James LaGrosse as Metron, and uh, Lucas awesome. Haas of Witness fame. Uh so yeah, he was. That was uh, that was his first uh, film. He's also known for uh, Born on the Fourth of July, 
Uh, in particular, Drugstore Cowboy, directed by Gus huh. Van Sant, local Portland filmmaker Gus Van Sant. Um, Phantasm 2, Batteries Not Included. And then it, it goes into a little more uh, obscure area from there. Okay. Oh, he was in Zodiac. What did he play in Zodiac? I mean, it sounds like he's kind of like an actor who just plays serial bit parts. Yeah, he's a he's a character he's, actor. He's not, I don't yeah. think he's been the lead in many things, but yeah, he's been he's worked consistently. He's been in. Is a, that what? Oh, sorry. He's been in a good amount of uh, of you know recognizable movies. He's stay he's still working to this day. Awesome. Yeah, gotta give him props. So then, uh, wh- who's the name before Bo Jesse? Uh, the name before the the very very well named Bo Jesse Christopher is John Philbin, uh, who also appeared in Return of the Living Dead and Tombstone. Uh, and aside mm-hmm. from that, um, he does not have as as uh, impressive of a, a filmography as James Legrosse, but he did pretty well. I don't. Nice. I don't really recommend. He was in Children of the Corn. I've seen that. He was in Blue Crush, another surfing movie. <gasps> oh, I actually kind of liked that movie as a kid. I've never seen it, but yeah, yeah, surfing. Yeah. Um, as I said in the first minute, I like surfing. I'll watch people surf. I'm getting more. I'm sure I'll I'll come back to that over and over again. Is I I, I kind of have an obsession with the SoCal lifestyle. It's not it's not my lifestyle in the slightest, but uh, I'll you know I'll listen to Operation Ivy. I own a skateboard, which I yeah, use. Actually, I use sometimes. Story: Maren and I were on a road trip, and uh, we stopped in Santa Cruz specifically so he could buy a skateboard, just to have that experience. And yeah, yeah, it was an awesome experience. But I have adorable photos of you in this really cute little button-down shirt, and like, like full button-down shirt. I'm talking about, and shorts, like little nice khaki shorts. Just skateboarding, you know. Just, just skating, you know how I be. Just skating, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cute. Yeah, I I can kind of I can't go very fast because I'll fall off and I can't do any tricks. But I I just like I like the the laid back chill lifestyle of it. Although I've heard surfers can be dicks. Like I mean, if this movie shows us, <laughs> that's true. Based on this movie, see. definitely. <laughs> Uh, but like yeah. it's it's this interesting it's this kind of interesting uh, contrast between like they're they're chill dudes, but at the same time you know, War Child wants them to step off. You know, they they can be very chill but also very aggressive if you get in their way. They're territorial. Yeah, you don't if the if you get in the way of their surfing, if you if you hit their waves that they're that they are uh, they're trying to hit, that can be uh, yeah bad news. Uh, as we'll see later. Okay. Yeah, so now on to this hell of a name. Yeah. One more thing oh, about uh, John Philbin. He oh. one more thing about John Philbin. He does he does uh, train actors to surf in preparing them for film what? roles, and that was uh, that he did train uh, the actors in Blue Crush, oh. and then also I think appeared as maybe the maybe appeared as the surf instructor in that. Interesting. But yeah, he was. He was. He. That's. I guess mainly what he does. He was also arrested in 2015 for brandishing a gun after a domestic dispute with his girlfriend. Hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. 
went through. Philbin. So anyway, that that's we don't need to go into that. That's that's private John Philbin stuff. Anyway, on yeah. to the fun one, Bo Jesse Christopher. Who I just want to call Bojangles. Bo, yeah, Bojangles, Bo, Bojangles Christopher. Um, he looking at his he has he has an interesting face. Looking at his IMDb face, he kind of has he has kind of a shovel face, which is just very wide and very wide. Anyway, he, he looks fine. Like he's. We'll have to see. I mean, is he aged like puffy? I just literally typed in Bojangles into Google. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Jesse Christopher. Okay. Um, so is he wide because he's old puffy man now? Or is he... I don't know. Oh, no, I can see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. He looks fine. It's just kind of... is is His uh, main picture on IMDb is just a little bit alarming. I mean, he's no uh, Robert Zadar. No. But... That's kind of what like, I thought of, though. He's like... A quarter of the way there, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not even that. But it's it just it, his appearance did remind me of uh, uh, one of our favorite uh, B movie action stars, Robert Zadar. Um, yeah, and, uh, Bo Jesse here has an incredible head of hair. I must say. Are you looking at uh, him in in the movie? Yeah, he has some nice long hair. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to enjoy that. A lot later in later minutes. Yeah, you know, he honestly really looks like an extra from um, Die Hard. Like, he could have been one of the terrorists in Die yeah. Hard with that head of hair. I mean, the, the Die Hard guys had some long hair. They were kind of like, I wonder what... They're yeah. all just Fabio in sweaters. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all kind of like the, the uh, Euro trash. Like, you would see them snowboarding in the Alps. Although, uh, yeah. are you saying that Fabio is Euro trash? Uh, let's move on. Um, anyway, uh, Bo Jesse didn't do much of note after Point Break. Um, a lot of TV movies and, uh, shorts. Some... Jorts? <laughs> yeah, he did some jorts. <laughs> short, short films, I mean. Shorts, okay. He was in the remake of Point Break. Is he the only one? I think he's the only returning cast member. Huh. Yeah, so Bo Jesse. He has a cool name. He plays Gromit. His character is Gromit. Yeah, so... Yeah. What name do we see next? Uh, Next we get into... uh, Past the cast names. Um, Okay. We get into casting director uh, Richard Pagano slash Sharon Vialli. Um, Sharon Vialli has casted The Handmaid's Tale as well as Breaking Bad. As well. And and Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, Gotham, Vice Principals. So she maybe has a big thing with AMC. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Walking Dead, Walking Dead and AMC. Yeah, and Breaking sure. Bad is. And Better Call Saul, right? Yeah, and Better Call Saul. She casting director for Vegas. No, uh, no clue what that's on. I think with, it's FX or something. That's a uh, 
yeah, Dennis Quaid and Michael Chiklis. Never saw oh, it. Oh, wait, is that not the Josh Duhamel show? I think Josh that's Duhamel? called Las Vegas. This is just Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, she's she's done a lot. Richard Pagano uh, has done casting for X-Men The Last Stand, possibly the worst X-Men movie. Um, 24. Okay. Um, not a lot else that I recognize. A lot of TV series that are just women's names. I don't know what that's about. Like what? Uh, he's done like a, Leslie uh, Dakota. Oh, it starts. Oh wow. There's so there's Serena. There's Jan. Denise. Denise and Allison are both short films. There's Dakota, which is a TV series that ran for three episodes. There's Christine, which went for 12 episodes. Leslie for two episodes. Jennifer, another short, or jort. Um, Rochelle for three episodes. Vanessa and Jan for six Do episodes. Do you think that maybe this is really just like, these sound like Backpage Hustler advertisements. They do. So- I'm, I'm looking at these, and I don't quite, there's no description. There's a picture. There's a cast list. This is- fascinating walton goggins appeared in vanessa and jan which apparently is a drama i this is bad i'm gonna we'll get back to you on discovered some sort of weird wormhole this is this is a separate podcast but yeah there's a lot of there's audrey there's ruth and erica georgia kendra mary roe uh lauren Susanna, paloma Blue, Jackie and Ryan, and then he did Franklin and Bash. Weird. Another about two broy lawyers. Um, so yeah, I don't know what what that's all about, and uh, I'm you can look that up yourself, listeners out there, if you're curious about all these mysterious TV shows that Richard oh Pagano has casted. This is fascinating. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna look this up. Oh. He also did uh, Hotel Rwanda, Alien Resurrection, and Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow. Sky oh, Captain wow. and the World there of Tomorrow. Anyway, casting directors. Not super interesting. <laughs> uh, but I was, those mysterious TV shows have, my, have piqued my interest. Um, and then for the last name, we'll just get through all the names. We have uh, co-producer Rick King, who also uh, is this, he has the story credit for this. And he also huh, like a, creating the story. I believe so. Uh, okay. He did not write the screenplay, but he he has he, he gets credit for the story. Cool. Uh, and uh, he has done a couple other things. He did Kickboxer Three. He directed Kick Whoa. Kickboxer Three: The Art of War. Well, um, we we love us some uh, JCVD. So yeah, I mean, Kick, Kickboxer Three is not a, a John Claude Van Damme movie. He only did the first that's one, like, but oh, it is in the funny. the JCVD averse, um, with uh, Ste- Sasha Mitchell stepping in to the the Jean Claude role. Now, um, is Sasha Mitchell the guy from Future War? Uh, I think that's someone else because this guy doesn't really look like Jean Claude Van Damme, whereas the guy okay. from Future War looks almost exactly like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um. 
shout out for all those MST3K fans out there. Yeah, Future War, one of the one of the best, one of our favorite episodes yeah. of uh, the original Mystery Science Theater. So yeah, that's that's the credits um, as far as we can we can tell uh, for this minute. Um, well, Anything else you want to say about this minute? Um, let's see. That we were talking about the targets uh, that he's shooting at. Yeah, that they they look super cartoony. Like maybe Roy Lichtenstein, who I'm pretty sure yeah. is the name of that artist. Yeah, the um, kind of old comic art. Um, oh yeah, and it, I was gonna say it reminded me a little of the um, the Men in Black scene where Will Smith is shooting at the the alien cutouts with the other uh, recruits, and at at the end of the uh, the scene he uh, shoots this little girl cutout. And then they're asking, why did you do that? And uh, this is for Men in Black Minute, of course. Uh, and he says, well, she looks a little suspicious. She's carrying a lot of heavy books. And, you know, she looks a little young for those books. And, and they're like, and that's what ends up getting him recruited. So I guess, and you were talking about, you know, how uh, the targets sometimes, sometimes they're holding a baby. And you have to be able to judge very quickly whether they're a threat or not. Yeah, so I... Uh... I watch a lot of police and prison documentaries when Murren's not around, um, which he is not right now. He's up and recording this in Olympia, and yeah. I'm down in Portland, Oregon. Um, so in one of the recent documentaries I was watching, they were showing uh, in one of those training houses, like I was talking about earlier, like those kind of plywood houses where you have to like peek around corners and stuff. Like a little target will pop up and sometimes it'll be like this grizzled old man with a gun and then sometimes it'll be like grizzled old man with a baby and then it'll just be like a woman with groceries. Grizzled old man with a baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, like unfortunately like that white like white shooter, you know, the typical white terrorist. Yeah. Profile. Um so it's just interesting that instead of using photos or like regular kind of blank looking targets they're using these roy lichtenstein-esque uh like actiony targets yeah yeah i'm also looking at later in the minute he, he starts off with a shotgun but he does have a, a pistol later okay because it was kind of weird that he was using a shotgun yeah i mean you'd want to be trained in both i guess but it does look yeah. like i mean this is like the end of his training. I, he looks like he's very proficient. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the reason why he becomes an FBI agent is with his gun training. Maybe. Although, yeah. I wonder what he did before this. I mean, most likely he was a cop. I mean, we'll, we'll find no, out. He'll, he'll no, talk about it a little bit was. later. I don't think he was. I think he was more of like a desk jockey, but I could be wrong. We'll, we'll find out we'll later. Find out. We'll find out later. We'll find out. I think he may be. Ta- he may end up talking about that. He may end up playing a playing a part. Um, yeah. I guess I just wanted. To, uh, it's interesting that this film has opening credits. I. Uh, it's not something you see very much anymore. Um, but yeah. I I kind of like it. Uh, you know, it, it it creates a certain style for the movie. Sets a tone. I think. Gives you that lovely, you know, eighties, nineties action movie tone. Yeah, and it, you know, it uses it sets up a little bit. You know, you see people surfing, and you see Keanu Reeves training with guns. So that's like mm-hmm. that's kind of all you need to know going into this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very simple, 
And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else for this. Well, what would be your recommendation for a non-point break movie? A non-point break experience. Uh, I saw a couple yeah. movies. I'll, I'll Maybe I'll save one for the next minute, so I'll probably run yeah. out. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Adventures in Babysitting the other night. And uh, I'd never seen it before, and it's a perfectly good '80s adventure kind of, you know, if you kind of Home Alone-ish tones. You know, it's like kids or young teens, I guess, and a and an older teen going through the city of Chicago and having adventures. And it, it wasn't amazing, but it was just what I thought it would be. And I, I'd recommend anyone who hasn't seen it go ahead and watch it. Uh, Elizabeth Shue is definitely crushworthy. Or as uh, awesome. movie stars go, I wish I, I, Elizabeth Shue is great. I, uh, she's great in Leaving Las Vegas. She's great in this. Uh, I guess she was in the sequels to Back, Back to the Future. I feel like she kind of got lost in the shuffle at some point, and I wish she hadn't. Yeah. Uh Yeah. How about you, Jessa? Well, for a non-point uh, break thing, you know, if you really want to switch tones, lately I've been watching a lot of BBC kind of style uh, murder mystery shows. I like to call them my stories. Um, <laughs> like, I like to go home and watch my stories. Because you're, you're a grandmother. I am. It's just, I, I so have the soul of a grandmother. And I'm a grandpa. Um, yeah. Um... And so I've been watching Vera lately, which is uh, it's a pretty awesome series. Like, it's an older lady um, uh, detective, and she's got her young, handsome, like, you know, second-in-command, and they go off sorting through uh, adventures together, which sounds like it would be a madcap romp, mm-hmm. but it's not. Like, Vera's an alcoholic, and... Um, of course. She is super, super damaged. I mean, she's kind of the house of cute little old British lady detectives. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend giving that a try. It's, it's, it's a good one if you're into that type of thing. Great. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Point Break Minute, breaking the points and pointing the brakes. Make sure and, uh, and subscri- subscribe on iTunes when we when we're on iTunes, hopefully. And, yeah, uh, and um, be sure to check out the other Movies by Minutes podcasts at moviesbyminutes.com. dot awesome. Did you want to sign off, Jessa? I know you had something. I do. I do. I'm all ready for it. All right. All right. We're gonna bail, but thanks for dropping in the barrel the way with us. Woo! <laughs> All right. Natalie, bro. <laughs>